Welcome to Lou Palumbo's Between the Lines. Problem solving for our future. Lou. Common sense, logic, and reasoning. Lou. The man that can't stand hate and animus. Lou. Stimulating the thought process of America. Lou. Where being right is not political, it's factual. Lou. Providing real solutions in real time. And now, here's your host, Lou Palumbo. We have a lot to discuss with you, but before I get rolling, I do want to just thank our sponsors, Buzzsprout and Instacart. I strongly suggest you delve into them both. They're very user-friendly. The platform for this show is actually built off Buzz, uh, Buzzsprout. <clears throat> um, I, I, I'm just trying to sort through what's going on with Hunter Biden and our FBI, and I'm not suggesting that the FBI in an overall sense, is involved in colluding with the Bidens or Hunter in particular to facilitate some form of cover-up or less-than-appropriate addressment of possible, um, I would say, collaborative dealings with Russia, the Ukraine, and China. Our FBI has just taken a hit. You know, it, it started with this election cycle, these text messages from Lisa Page and... Um, Peter Strzok, irrefutable what was going on there. McCabe, Comey, I just, you know, they're just hammering this incredible organization into the ground. And I want everyone to know that the men and women that serve in the FBI are absolutely incredible people. I have the pleasure of knowing quite a number of them. Um, they have the highest level of integrity and, and they love this country and they're dedicated to protecting and preserving it. And um, what's going on with them right now really reflects on the upper management. In reference to Mr. Biden and his laptop and his escapades, you know, let me kind of separate this out for you. I really don't care what anyone does in their personal life. It isn't my business. And more importantly, I really don't want to hear about it. And I use that concept in the broadest sense. I don't care what your lifestyle choice is, who you pick as a partner, where you, what religion you choose. I just don't care. And I really don't want to hear about it. This is a little bit different, you know. Um, this isn't so much about his, I guess, entertaining personal life of substance abuse and his little, I guess, flaunts with women, videotaping them. I don't know how smart this young man is, but that's one thing I'd never do is immortalize anything. But there's a different issue here, and it has to do with whether or not there is a compromise that's taken place in the office of the president and vice president of the United States. And for whatever reason, another misguided FBI agent by the name of T-Bolt, 25 years of service, 13 years, uh, excuse me, he is one of 13 assistant special agents in charge in the, in the Washington, D.C. field office. He chose to interfere with the way that this laptop and information therein was disseminated, managed, or investigated. Subsequently, cost him his career. This has nothing to do with politics with me, guys. I don't care about the Republicans or the Democrats. I care about my children, first and foremost. I do care about the country. And please, don't commingle this notion that the politicians care about your country because I'm suspect as to whether or not they do. But um, we need to have the truth once again, very plain and simple. But once again, we've put the FBI in the middle. If you go back historically, not that long ago, we had this um, big Russian collusion allegation that took place in which they provided false information to a judge and obtained what we refer to as a Pfizer warrant and hence ensued the Crossfire Hurricane investigation, only to bear no fruit. Then, of course, we had the election cycle just before that with Peter Strzok, Lisa, Page, Comey, and his rewording of language that clearly would have lent itself to an indictment of Hillary Clinton because of the way she mismanaged uh, classified information. It was so egregious that, that the New York City Police Department, I know this firsthand, was told by the FBI to step away. Seri I'm, I'm being serious with you. And this was when her, her then-husband, Wiener, who was a convicted felon, had access to the very same computer that she had classified information on. We did nothing. You know, this is all going to tie into why we're so distrustful of government today and people don't know which way to turn or who to believe or what to believe. And then we just kind of 
you know, traipse along in history and, you know, we, we, we get Trump elected and we have this crossfire hurricane investigation. And then, you know, even after the presidency, the antics still go on with this man. No one has kept him in the forefront of our minds more than the Democratic Party because they have nothing else to say about anything else they're doing, tragically, because the condition of the country is the byproduct of the mismanagement of many issues, starting with our borders, which are critical. And I've spoken to this for well over a year, and I speak to it on a weekly basis. I remind everyone, Monday and Tuesday, 5 to 6 WBOB. You can find it 600 AM, 101.1 FM. Plug in and listen to what I have to say to you. Greatest threat to our national security, period. Ironically, about two weeks ago, another individual from the FBI, Christopher Ray, the director, stated this was a threat to our national security. This is why we're in the condition we're in. Well, let me tie it back into this Hunter Biden issue. So there was either some inappropriate dealings or dealings that compromised the office of the vice president when his father was the vice president, subsequently the president now that his father is the president, or there weren't. And we're entitled to know the truth, independent of the political affiliation, because as I said a moment ago, I really don't care. We, we got away from a very basic, fundamental, simple concept in this country. One set of rules universally applied. Simple, right, folks? That, of course, isn't happening. So I do know that this is gaining some steam, and we do need to know exactly what the nature of the relationship is between the Biden family and China in particular. You know, I'm starting to wonder if there's a lot of posturing going on both sides, you know, with China staging all these exercises around Taiwan and, you know, the United States posturing as if they're going to give us give it some support maybe they're both making a deal with each other and saying listen we'll put on this dog and pony show for you just to make the public think that we're adversarial one in fact we're in bed together in so many places it isn't funny if i recall correctly and i spoke to this in the um live show on wbob it was reported that nancy pelosi's son accompanied her to taiwan it's further reported, and this should be confirmed, that he's now an advisor on a communications board with a Chinese com company. They're either our enemy or they're our friend. We're really confused with this relationship, as we are with other relationships such as Saudi Arabia. You know, listen, I understand how convoluted and complex some of these foreign policies have become simply because we need to continue to feed the economy, commerce. I, I got the big picture here, guys. But sometimes it comes at too high a price. And right now we're talking about the future of this country. I don't know what to say or how many ways to say it to you. We are in a crisis. We are at a crossroad. I am not telling anyone who to vote for. That's not why I'm here. I'm here to give you food for thought. I'm here to speak to you objectively and truthfully. I'm here to ask you, separate yourself from your politics, your agenda, your political affiliations in general, and think about the future of your children and who's going to place them in the best position. And go from there. Look at your borders. Look at your major cities. Look at your economy, the direction it turned in 19 months ago. Look at your foreign policies, which are just troubling, what we did in Afghanistan, leaving these poor women and young girls out to dry. It's really interesting what's going on in the country, but to tie back into Mr. Mr. Hunter and the FBI, the FBI are taking this in the shorts every time you turn around. And it is so unfair to them because of how many committed individuals there are. And by the way, we're hearing about all the whistleblowers in the FBI because they're outraged within their own ranks, and rightfully so. This is an organization that vets and polygraphs and screens and tracks and monitors its personnel like no other. They ain't a secret service. And now they're selling all these agents down the river so they can get involved in the political fray in Washington, D.C., I have heard from very good source within the FBI, the one place you don't want to go in the FBI is Washington, D.C., and maybe what we're doing is uh, witnessing it up front and personal. So um, there's something milling around here that if the Republicans were to win the House in the upcoming midterms in November, that Nancy Pelosi would like to get an ambassadorship to China? We need to find out if that's true because this is getting funnier by the moment. You know what people don't understand in this country? The elected officials and the media, especially the 24-hour news cycle, is living in one world, and we're all living in the other world, and they never the twain shall meet is all I can say to you. We are just so remiss in addressing critical 
issues in this country. It isn't, it isn't funny. All right. So today we're going to have a few callers and we're going to get to some emails. Uh, first call is going to be Steve from Naples, Florida. While we're waiting for Steve to call in, I just want to continue on about something else that's rather interesting. We, we witnessed the signing of this ever-famous bipartisan law that addresses gun control and mental illness and school safety, all of the above. Has anyone heard of any follow-up going on about how much money specifically is being allocated for the mentally ill and what are the institutions being created to, to start to facilitate treatment or an environment that they can kind of exist in as civilly as possible? And we did hear them talk about school safety. Any further conversations about what form that was supposed to take? That's right, nothing. You know, we don't seem to have the gumption to talk to these issues that are just nagging us. Guys, we're going to go to Steve. Bear with me. Hello? Hello, Lou. Steve Ryder from sunny Florida. How are you today? I'm well, Steve. How are you? Are you in, in, you in Florida right now? I am. Great. Hot? Very hot and expecting rain and uh, oh, in the afternoon, just like always. Yeah. Cool it down. Yeah, it's interesting um, weather patterns in Florida. Always have been. Yeah. Interesting it's, uh, state. It's an interesting state also, uh, Steve. It's evolved into the place to be. It really has. Yeah, it's inc- quite incredible. And I have to give credit where it's due. This governor that they have, is uh, he's an exceptional individual by background and in practice. I mean, he's just a very level-headed straightforward, honest, fair-thinking individual. And if, it's hard to argue with this guy because of the common sense and the logic and the reason he imply, applies every time he takes on an issue. But um, you didn't call to hear me pontificate. You called to ask me a question or give no, a comment? You know, I couldn't agree more. And, uh, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because, you know, I, I'm coming from uh, land of San Diego in California, and my question is kind of regarding Gavin Newsom and what this idiot's doing. So, you know, a week ago or so, he says he wants to have everybody on uh, these EV cars. And then a week later, he's asking people not to plug them in because our grid can't even handle a heat wave for our air conditioners. So, you know, in 10 to 13 years, how are we supposed to have a, a, a infrastructure set up to have all these millions of cars plugged in is, is that like a loaded question because the answer is kind of <laughs> simple based on how we're trending today we're not i mean <laughs> steve just just for the record if you closely observed and i know you have what took place after this president took office was he shut down the keystone pipeline and then there's rumbling rumbling about shutting down line five which feeds into michigan so the whole premise was, and they've pretty much articulated this, telling us how much better off we'll be when we finish suffering through the economic disaster this is causing. But um, the mechanism isn't even in place right now to transition to electric cars, no less have enough electricity to power them. Now, I'll tell you where they're pigeonholed in California. I know you're a native. I've had a home and an office out there since 89. I, I ran the Academy Awards and the Globes. I worked for a lot of very high-profile people like the Sinatras. And Long story short, I'm, I have a lot of knowledge of the state, and I love the place, by the way. I, I'm somewhat uh, disappointed that you had to leave your home, and I understand why, because you can't afford to live, work, or own a business there. Correct. But in, independent of that, um, they seem to have some aversion to building nuclear power plants, which I can understand based on the fault lines, you know, running up and down and across California. There's only one active nuclear reactor, I believe, in California. But here's, here's an idea I have for the governor. Why not go out into the deserts of Nevada and make a deal with the governor there and build a reactor there, which is far more geologically stable than California? Then feed in the electricity into the state of California. I'm sure something creative can take place. Because the simple reality of it is they don't have the ability to produce enough electricity without electric cars. Now, Steve, you and I both have been out there. We've had rolling blackouts way before the discussion about charging electric cars. Correct me if I'm yeah. wrong, sir. Am I right you or am I wrong? You are correct. You are correct. Along Constantly. with the fact that we have a water shortage there because of how arid the western United States have, be- have become. But there's also a solution to that. You know, the, the problem, sta- simply stated, Steve, is that we're so busy rhetorically cutting each other's throats 
that we took our eye off the mission statement, which is to serve the residents of the state of, Cal- of California. Let me be very clear about something. I would be living there today without equivocation if it weren't for the condition of that state, period. It has been mismanaged starting in and around the mid-90s. And it went so dark into the hole that I don't think there's any way out at this point because the agenda is wrong. Here's something, Steve, I don't know if you're aware of. Newsom has $85 billion in surplus. Are you aware of that, sir? No, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. And I had a conversation with someone in Los Angeles School District about coming out and conducting what we call a vulnerability assessment, which I'm happy to do for free, especially since it's for our children. And, of course, funding comes up and other issues about having armed people in school properties as if children aren't around people with guns off school properties. Different discussion, though. And I'm just pondering why some of these this surplus is not allocated to protect our children. In this opening remark today, I asked, does anybody know anything that's been done to facilitate school safety since the passing of this bipartisan law that addressed, among other issues, gun control and mental illness and, and heightened, enhanced background checks. It's all bull. And I can't say the word I like to say. It starts with bull. <laughs> but the long and the short of it is this is just a continuation of mismanagement. The problem is this country is gravely misguided, and so are the people trying to lead it. The problem in California, Steve, is not that hard to fix, believe it or not. I do appreciate the sensitivity in putting nuclear reactors in a place that's prone to earthquake. Tell me the last time you heard of a big one out in Nevada, because I'd have to rattle my brain, and I'm sure there was one. Yeah, I know they're out in Palm Springs. What's that, Steve? Yeah, I'm sure I haven't heard one in uh, ever. <laughs> well, yeah. I, I do think they have had some minor episode, but yeah. there are ways to fix this problem. Yeah. You get involved in conversations with contiguous states, and develop a technology that allows us to create these reactors in places that are less prone. And, by the way, why not build them out in the deserts where it's less populated? So if, God forbid, there is an incident, unlike Three Mile Island, which you might be familiar with back in the sure. 70s, we don't contaminate a neighborhood or what happened in Chernobyl. So there is a, um, a, method, a methodology to addressing this. Um, you know, uh, the producer of the show just brought up a very good point. He says there needs to be a cooling solution also. Now, if I recall correctly, there is lots of water sitting up in the Rockies, right? Hey, and, you betcha. Okay, so, you know, they just have to want to fix this problem. You know, and Steve, that's why I do this show, because I got to tell you, I've been headbanging so long, I can't remember when I didn't. You know what it got me? You get nothing. So now it's about identifying the problem and moving on, pushing forward. There's nothing good comes out of beating everybody over the head with the mistake they made. It's just as counterproductive. So in reference to Gavin, you know, I think he should just shift his ambitions from being the president, which are quite evident, and focus on what is hamstringing California, energy and water right now, and these fires. Yeah. Right? I, I, I don't know how, you know, with our water issue and the fire issue, how you can ever... Fix this. I mean, we have to get the desaltization plants going. Desalination, uh, that's correct. Yep. You know, I'll tell you something interesting. Saudi Arabia and Israel are collaborating on a desalination project. We could do the same thing here. You know, what I've learned about life tragically is how mediocre we are. That's that's all there is to say, Steve. And it resonates in this country. And the people that are, I would say, the clearest thinkers can't survive in the political world because you have to sign on to the agenda to get yeah. the money to run. You know, we had a guest on a week or so ago, young man, very, very smart young man, and um, was speaking about um, a third-party candidate, you know, introducing it. Well, there's one problem. A, you've got to have somebody who looks like he came out of uh, central casting, which is America, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And then you've got to fund him. And the last individual we had that could have done that was Ross Perot. And, of course, he was in again, out again, Finnegan. Plus, he took on Admiral Stockdale, I think his name was. Can't question his political commitment, but Father Time caught him much the same way we're concerned about Father Time catching Biden. Sure. But he washed us out. Then if you move ahead, we had uh, Mr. Bloomberg, who I had the fortune to meet in the 90s, running a security detail for Sarah Ferguson, the Duchess of York. Nice man. He blew $500 million to get slapped on a stage by Elizabeth Warren and an ABC moderator. 
this man could have funded a third-party candidate. But that's only part of it. You've got to have someone like a John Kennedy that can mesmerize this country. I know you're too young for him. This yeah. guy was the embodiment of a political leader, which is why he's dead today. Yeah. I'm not going to get off on the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> but, you know, the, the, um, the, the long and the short of it is there are solutions to these problems. I think our elected officials, their agenda's wrong. They're more loyal to their political parties than they are to the residents of their states. Um, I, I, I just don't, I don't know what to say to you is why California in particular, the most, one of the most beautiful states, if not the most beautiful state in this country, is in such peril. But it is. Hmm. And all the places we need to invest in, brain power and money, we're just not doing it. And if they are, they're keeping it a pretty good secret. That's all I can say to you. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I moved out there in 1989, Steve. I opened an office in California um, in my business, and I was fishing around other opportunities that I had, including those in the entertainment industry. I'm just not of that cloth. Um, but um, you can't not love that state. In 1971, when I was in college, I started to travel it during spring break. Mm -hmm. The place is incredible. It's beautiful. I, I, it's just, it's absurd. It's just breathtaking from the top to the bottom. Mm -hmm. And by the way, if you go to Mendocino, you'll see gas for $8.90 a gallon of regular gas. Something's wrong oh, here, my wow. friend. Yeah, big I, time. I got a question for you, but may, maybe you can answer this. It's a borderline rhetorical question, Steve. In St. Augustine, Florida, a couple of months ago, gas was $4.90 for a gallon of regular gas. Today, I saw it for three forty-six. Can you explain to me how it drops a buck and a half? Uh, I wish I could explain that. I know uh, our oil prices at the time when it was five ninety, and uh, it was like one hundred and thirty dollars a barrel, and now it's what about ninety dollars a barrel. But I don't understand how the government got that under control. Yeah, it is an interesting co question, isn't it? And I'm sure politically it's tied to the midterm elections because exactly the party in power is attempting to do as many things right as they possibly can to save the, the House and the Senate, which I don't know if they will or they won't. Um, I want to give you the final question before we go to break, uh, Steve. Shoot. No, I want you, if you have another question oh, or me, comment yeah. or observation. You know, um, you know, another question I had <laughs> for you, I know you had some immigration people on here recently, and, you know, I just don't understand how these sanctuary cities are complaining about just a couple busloads of immigrants, whereas they just think it's okay to have these border cities to have tens and thousands of these people that, you know, their population is only tens and thousands. So they're doubling and tripling these border populations, but these cities, these sanctuary cities can't take a couple busloads. We're going to go to break and I'm going to come back and address that question for you, Steve. This Between the Lines, if you're so inclined, and I hope you are, go to betweenthelines.tv, send us an email, Call us. We'd love to hear from you, and you should become part of this conversation because this is an exercise in taking this country in a different direction. We'll be right back, guys. If you're looking for peace of mind, look no further than Global Elite for your safety. Global Elite Security Force is made up of active and former law enforcement agents. Their force has worked at the federal, state, and local level. They are dedicated to providing the most professional personal security and investigative services available in the private sector. With offices nationwide and globally, this footprint gives Global Elite the ability to coordinate protection and security any Anywhere in the world, think of Global Elite Protection Services for special events, dignitaries, high-profile net worth individuals, and the entertainment industry security services, offering drones, weapons detection, shot sporting, chem biodetection, executive protection surveillance, dignitary protection, threat assessment, private investigation, and cyber security. They are the experts in intelligence and private protection services. Go to globalelite.us.com. That's globalelite.us.com to engage Global Elite. Have you ever thought about doing your own podcast and found the process confusing and overwhelming? Well, let Studio Podcast Suites of Jacksonville make it easy for you. They have everything you need to record, produce, and distribute a professional-sounding podcast. Studio Podcast Suites is Jacksonville's only five-star rated professional podcast studio rental and podcast service company. Studio Podcast Suites provides two clean and comfortable state-of-the-art recording suites for both audio and video podcast recording. They offer a complete menu of podcast services, including editing, podcast art, hosting, video, 
consulting, and more. Studio Podcast Suites, Jacksonville's premier professional podcast studio recording and podcast service company. Book your studio today at studiopodcastsuites.com. That's studiopodcastsuites, S-U-I-T-E-S dot com. Studio Podcast Suites. We're back, ladies and gentlemen. I have a, a I believe, Steve, you've called in before from, from Naples. Am I correct? Yes, sir. That's what I thought. And, and um, the, the last question you posed, if you'll repeat it. Yes. Um, so these sanctuary cities can't take a few <laughs> busloads of immigrants, yet they expect these border towns that only have a population of you know, tens of thousands of people they expect them to accept tens and thousands of immigrants. I just can't see the math and how they're thinking this works. It's called hypocrisy, number one. And, and really give you the, the more accurate statistics about what's going on at the border. It's in the hundreds of thousands every month. And Muriel Bowser in Washington, D.C. has 7,200. And she's called for the National Guard. And initially... You know, uh, Mayor Adams in New York City was outraged that they'd be brought to his city. He should only know how many illegals are in the city of New York, independent of us dropping them by the busloads, courtesy of Governor Abbott, number mm-hmm. one. Um, this, and now they're going to Chicago, Steve. I'm sure you heard they, they're oh, starting yeah. to bust them there. Yeah, you know, what, what, what this is about is what's good for the goose is good for the gander. And, um, you know, quite frankly... Uh, Maybe this is the way to get through to the other side of the aisle to make them understand how egregious this condition is at the southern border. It's, it's more than just the fact that we have illegal people coming into the country. That's a big part of the conversation. The sex trafficking, which is addressed by a company, by the way, called Phantom Rescue. I'm not going to go off on a tangent, but there is a, an organization, Phantom Rescue, that address, addresses that. And the fentanyl, the controlled substances coming in the yeah, country the are off the hook. But, you know, for whatever reason, there seems to be a lack of morality um, in Washington, D.C. in general and in the media to give this proper attention. I don't know what to say to people. Your greatest threat to national security is the southern border. The, the, The director of the FBI, if you heard my opening today, Steve, I don't know if you did, but... Christopher Ray came out and said this is a threat to our national security. My understanding, maybe I'm wrong. If you engaged in any activity or practice that lent itself that threatened this this country's security, it's treasonous. That's the word. I don't know what other word to use, mm-hmm. but nothing's being done. That's yeah. why this election is so critical. And as I say to people, I'm not going to tell you who to uh, vote for. I'm not going to spoon feed you. I expect everyone to question anything I say because that's what conversation is about. And unlike what we're witnessing today with some in the media and some of the elected officials, it's going to be done with dignity and respect, and it's going to bear some fruit. Um, I, I, I don't know what else to say about what's going on politically in the country, and I, I keep trying to avoid mentioning the Democratic Party, but sadly, independent of any affiliation I have, which is none, by the way, they are the common denominator to the imbalance in this country, the lack of stability, your borders, your major cities, your economy, and your foreign policy. And I have to say this, to be fair, they're not the only ones that conveniently uh, avoid addressing issues like the mentally ill, like the homeless. We have a homeless population in this country and in California, Steve, I'm sure you know this, that's just off the charts. Yeah, big time. It's awful. Because, you know, you come from the land of milk and honey. That's what I called the place. When I first went out there in 1971, I couldn't believe, you know, what what was going on out there. It was just absolutely incredible from the top to the bottom. Yeah. And and I I traveled it extensively. And um, I'll tell you something that was so interesting was being on Sunset Strip, in the 70s and 80s when I was going out there for vacations, etc. Mm-hmm. I mean, there was just a mood and an aura that was incredible. Like so many people in the music industry just came from there. This place, the Troubadour and the Whiskey and all these other, you know, Chateau Marmont. There's so much history out there in a very positive light. It's incredible. And I was amidst the sex, drugs, and rock and roll, by the way. But listen, yeah. <laughs> truth be told, um, I want to thank you for calling in, Steve, and I encourage you to, to continue to stay in touch with me. You're always welcome to call in, question, or, or put forth an idea, guys. And we're going to take a quick break, and uh, 
We're going to be right back. If you're looking for peace of mind, look no further than Global Elite for your safety. Global Elite Security Force is made up of active and former law enforcement agents. Their force has worked at the federal, state, and local level. They are dedicated to providing the most professional personal security and investigative services available in the private sector. With offices nationwide and globally, this footprint gives Global Elite the ability to coordinate protection and security anywhere in the world. Think of Global Elite protection services for special events, dignitaries, high-profile net worth individuals, and the entertainment industry security services. Offering drones, weapons detection, shot sporting, chem bio detection, executive protection surveillance, dignitary protection, threat assessment, private investigation, and cyber security. They are the experts in intelligence and private protection services. Go to globalelite.us.com. That's globalelite.us.com to engage global elite have you ever thought about doing your own podcast and found the process confusing and overwhelming well let studio podcast suites of jacksonville make it easy for you they have everything you need to record produce and distribute a professional sounding podcast studio podcast suites is jacksonville's only five-star rated professional podcast studio rental and podcast service company Studio Podcast Suites provides two clean and comfortable, state-of-the-art recording suites for both audio and video podcast recording. They offer a complete menu of podcast services, including editing, podcast art, hosting, video, consulting, and more. Studio Podcast Suites, Jacksonville's premier professional podcast studio recording and podcast service company. Book your studio today at studiopodcastsuites.com. That's studiopodcastsuites, S-U-I-T-E-S dot com. Studio Podcast Suites. Uh, we have Sarah from Cape Cod calling in right now. Let me, let me patch it through. Hello, Sarah. Yes, hi, Lou. Hi, I know you're calling me and I'm very pleased to hear from you. Oh, well, thank you. I'm pleased to talk with you. Like, oh, that's great. How, how was your summer? <laughs> let me stop you for saying, hold on, baby. How was your summer up there in Cape Cod? How was it this year? Um, it was very busy. There were more people here than ever, I think, probably because people were trapped inside for two years. But um, we got through it. It's over with now. For the the weather was part. good, right? Yeah, I mean, um, it didn't rain very much though so everything's kind of you know burnt up but <laughs> yeah my understanding is that you guys have got um um a good amount of rain i think today and tomorrow coming am i correct um yeah it rained a little bit probably not as much as it did in other areas but um it's not really enough for it to do much so thankfully um so right. the rumor has it that you have a question for me, and I'm sure it's a Lulu because you're usually spot on with something. Yes. Um, okay. So what I would like to discuss is um, if you could inform your listeners maybe about war contractors like Lockheed Martin that profit from the destruction and misery of other countries under the guise of freedom. Um I think that this is a main concern since I listen to your podcast and a lot of people's concerns have to do with the borders. Um, I kind of feel like us, you know, doing the whole imperialism thing, going in and, you know, demolishing a country and then rebuilding it and setting up McDonald's and things like that. Um, I think that that's part of the reason if there needs to be a concern about borders that maybe intervening in things that we don't belong in so that CEOs like Lockheed Martin can make billions of dollars and um, have only made more and more money since 9-11. Um, <clears throat> I think that that's a larger threat to the American taxpayer, honestly, um, since 9-11, they enacted the Patriot Act, which took away a lot of personal rights. So I guess my question is, how is the military fighting in other countries actually protecting our freedoms when it's only seemed to taken them away? The first thing I have to say to you is that, once again, you've 
you've plugged into um, an interesting dynamic that's taken place in the country. Companies like Lockheed, AIL, IBM, Bell Helicopter, uh, DuPont, many, many, many of these country companies, especially starting with Vietnam, financially prospered as a result of that war. Mm-hmm. Um, once again, we watch the insinuation into a foreign country that I'm questioning the need. Um, in, in reference to our overall foreign policies, I've spoken that they are defective. I said to on, on air, live, that um, our foreign policies that guided us through the Middle East were defective. Mm-hmm. Our foreign policies um, in Afghanistan, they appeared to be well-intended, but obviously they were skewed. And I can say that based on the withdrawal that took place uh, during this administration where we left all these poor women and young girls out to dry. We left them hanging out to dry. Mm-hmm. Say it any way you want. Of course, we left $85 billion in weaponry and closed Bagram Air Base. Yeah. What you're really talking about, Sarah, is misguided America. You know, I'm going to start to use this term um, more and more frequently. We are just misguided, both domestically and foreign. And you're yeah. right. We have to stop insinuating ourselves into foreign countries so corporations can prosper. Yeah. And the question about does the American taxpayer benefit or suffer from it, the question goes this way. And I want to go back to World War II. One of the key uh, ingredients to recovering from the Depression was sadly World War II. It created, created jobs. Yeah. You know, I believe – that for the most part, we have a wartime economy. I don't know if you feel that way. That's not comforting, by the way, Sarah. That's not very comforting, but I think there's a truth to attach to it. So when when Bell and IBM and and, uh, Lockheed Martin and AIL, Airborne Instruments Laboratories, and I can rattle them off for you, DuPont, um, engage in production of items so we can Mm -hmm. forward a moving war, you know, people are employed. Money comes into the economy. It's a very, very screwed up um, approach to, to, to doing things. You know, on one right. side and of the then, argument, it sounds like somebody's benefiting the workforce, right? On the other side of the argument, we're doing this on the back support people across the world that we shouldn't be near. You know, right. I'll tell you something, uh, Sarah, and I'm, I am the Vietnam generation, mm-hmm. and I didn't overstudy or intellectualize the war, but I listened to this country Talk about bringing democracy to countries, okay? First, that ain't so easy a lot of times based on the fact that these countries are run by brutal dictators. But the Mm. way to have people follow you is to take care of their children. I've said this before. If you go into countries and you demonstrate a will or a resolve to better the lives of their children, their education, their diet, their medicine, their overall living you'll have people follow you off the ends of the earth. I don't know if you agree with that. Um, well, yeah, because I think that um, those are things that we should be focused on instead of these other things that actually hurt and harm people, including our own. Um, the people that get sent over there very often when they come back are not promised what they signed up for, and that's to be you know, treated well and taken care of for the government that they fought for. Um, yeah, we witnessed that during the uh, Obama administration with Shinseki and the Veterans oh, Administration. Yeah. Quite Definitely. interesting. And, and it has gotten better. You know, just a point of interest, I was at the University of South Carolina and I was with a captain from the Green Berets, another mm-hmm. individual who was a, an officer. He had been attached to the Marine Force Recon and the other young girl was with, had been with Naval Intelligence. I was just consulting with him because there is no transition for these brave men and women that fight and defend this country and some of the shenanigans of our country when they come back here. And, and I was there to help them put ideas together and uh, refer architects so they could develop renderings and creating buildings so they could get investors so that there's an opportunity for them to go to school. You know, we have that GI Bill. That's one, Having a GI Bill is one thing. Having places to put them is a different discussion. And making it affordable, by the way, because I think you and I have watched college become big business. That mm-hmm. was one thing. Then I went to another place, Camp Heroes, which is just outside uh, in, in North Carolina. And um, I'm trying to remember the name of the military base there. My brother was actually attached to it. And, and, the, and these young men and women you talk about come back in bits and pieces. 
Yeah. One, one, one individual, both arms blown off. Um, prosthetics, his face was completely burnt off. Another individual, um, both legs and one of his arms. I, you, you know, you can't make this up. You know, and I, and I just yeah, think... Yeah, and then people wonder why they are, like, killing themselves in record numbers. 22 too, a day, they claim. Because they also, I think, understand that they're being used as pawns on some level. What, um, what I think is happening is they're, they're exploiting their patriotri- patri- yeah, patriotism. That's, that's what's wrong, Sarah. You exploit our patriotism, and that's wrong. If you're, yeah. We're out here, we're carrying out an agenda for big business of some of these political individuals and it's being done on the backs of our children that's wrong and i never discourage anyone from protecting or defending this country i would be the first one to step up for you as far as going eight or ten thousand miles to foreign countries that hate us i'd have to give that some thought especially with the technology we have if we really have an adversary i want to point out something i think you'll plug into when i say it during her george w bush's administration it took about a year and a half before we went after iraq again so my question to you is, how much of a threat could they have really been to this country that it, we could wait a year and a half to go after them? We were in Afghanistan two weeks after the trade centers went down. Some fact yeah, that and, the public... Um, isn't that interesting? Yeah, I think it's also interesting that we went into these countries when supposedly it was um, Saudis that flew into the buildings. Um, so why were we in these other countries and not with Saudi Arabia? And I think it has more to do with their business dealings. I have to but. say you're right. But I, I have another question in regards to that. Did you happen to notice that when we formed the coalition, that one Middle Eastern country signed on for the coalition? Mm-hmm. It was the United States, Australia, Germany, France, England, I think Italy. Mm-hmm. Name one Saudi country or Middle Eastern country that signed on to, to address this egregious act committed by Saddam Hussein, first in 91 invading Kuwait, and then on 9-11, which they clearly understand now they had nothing to do with it. I mean, right. I do understand the nexus between bin Laden and, and Saudi Arabia happens to have been a Saudi citizen. That doesn't taint the whole country. But my bigger question is, why weren't they part of this uh, act of liberation? I'm just curious. Right. you have an answer? No, I don't. That's two of us. That's sense. two of us. We don't have right. an answer. Look, we're, we are just, you know, hell-bent to destroy this country. You know, I'm starting to more and more come to terms with the fact that this thing called America is one big experiment. Yeah, and I think so, too. Sadly, sadly. And, and I'm watching it falter right now when it shouldn't. Because mm-hmm. we've never been more educated, Sarah. I think you'll agree with that. We've never been more tra- better traveled to learn and experience different ideas and cultures and understand the importance of embracing them all and benefiting from them all. What's going on in the country, Sarah? Um, What I think is going on is that um, there are a lot of people that don't like to utilize critical thinking or, you know, they have a device at their fingertips. And if there's anything they'd like to learn about, they can find information and they just don't use it because to them, they think it everything's great and nothing needs to change, um, which is nice. And I mean, I shoot, I would love to remain ignorant in that way because it seems like it would be easier. But I care too much because I know of all of these things that go on. And it's like once you get into a rabbit hole with one thing, then you can find a bunch of other things, too, that just don't fit the description of the America that we were sold to believe in. Um, I think the word... I did a lot of research on these um, political contractors as well, and it's like about 10% of our federal budget goes to these wars, and almost half of it is in discretionary spending. So it's like, on top of that happening, they also have, like... When Lockheed Martin rakes in $38 million billion a year, when it was two, two to begin with, um, in time they've only generated more money. And then they'll dump it back into the political campaigns to change legislature to protect them and or to get more government contracts. So Lockheed Martin 
contributes not only to the Democratic Party, but the Republican Party as well. So I think that that's also a huge problem as far as perpetuating war that we don't really need to be involved with. Sarah, I have to let you go, but I would ask you to call back in again anytime you like. I'd love to hear from you. It was great to hear from you too, Lou. Likewise. You have a good one. Yeah, and you have some great ideas and you're observing quite a bit. You're reading between the lines, as they would say. Guys, we'll be right back. Sarah, thank you so much for calling. Just Thank stick you, with us, guys. My pleasure. If you're looking for peace of mind, look no further than Global Elite for your safety. Global Elite Security Force is made up of active and former law enforcement agents. Their force has worked at the federal, state, and local level. They are dedicated to providing the most professional personal security and investigative services available in the private sector. With offices nationwide and globally, this footprint gives Global Elite the ability to coordinate protection and security anywhere in the world. Think of Global Global Elite Protection Services for special events, dignitaries, high-profile net worth individuals, and the entertainment industry security services. Offering drones, weapons detection, shot sporting, chem bio detection, executive protection surveillance, dignitary protection, threat assessment, private investigation, and cyber security. They are the experts in intelligence and private protection services. Go to globalelite.us.com. That's globalelite.us.com to engage global elite. Have you ever thought about doing your own podcast and found the process confusing and overwhelming? Well, let Studio Podcast Suites of Jacksonville make it easy for you. They have everything you need to record, produce, and distribute a professional-sounding podcast. Studio Podcast Suites is Jacksonville's only five-star rated professional podcast studio rental and podcast service company. Studio Podcast Suites provides two clean and comfortable state-of-the-art recording suites for both audio and video podcast recording. They offer a complete menu of podcast services, including editing, podcast art, hosting, video, consulting, and more. Studio Podcast Suites. Jacksonville's premier professional podcast studio recording and podcast service company. Book your studio today at studiopodcastsuites.com. That's studiopodcastsuites, S-U-I-T-E-S dot com. Studio Podcast Suites. Okay, guys, we're back and we're going to go to a quick email before we wrap the show today. So... Here we are. Anthony from Staten Island asks, Lou, what happens when the West and the Midwest run out of water? Not now, but it will happen one day. Keep up the good work. Hmm. We're certainly hoping that it doesn't happen. And there's been a discussion before about uh, desalination, right? I I mentioned that uh, my understanding is that Saudi Arabia and Israel are collaborating on a project involving desalination. So we're not the only uh, country or entity on the planet that's having concerns about water. Um, there, there is a lot of water in the western United States. Clearly states like California, Arizona, and Nevada, and Texas, I might note, are having problems with, with these dry spells, so to speak. And, and significantly to mention is uh, the fact that it lends itself to these horrific fires. I am hopeful that the elected officials and the scientists will collaborate, the purpose of which is to, I would say, mitigate this water issue that they're experiencing on the West Coast. Good question, though, and and one that's kind of in the forefront of everyone's minds because it translates to electricity and not being able to use it and so on and so forth because of power shortage, water shortage, just a lot of shortages. So I hope that answers your question. I want to go to another email. Joan from Sacramento asks, the Artemis Artemis moon launch, an unmanned rocket intended to go around the moon and return to Earth with a cost of $93 billion. There's a lot of other places I would like to spend the public's money. Does anyone even care about this rocket? Very good question. Um, we can really have discussions about where we're, alloc- where we're allocating monies in many ways. $53 billion to the Ukraine. Forgiveness of loans, I'm hearing, as low as $300 billion to a trillion dollars. Some settling on $500 billion. Um, this is just another example of being misguided. I think 
you know, I, I'm coining this phrase, misguided America. We're just misguided. I think we should take that money, first and foremost, invest it in our own communities, our children to start with, our mentally ill, our homeless, which are just rampant in this country at this point. And there needs to be some explanation um, as to how this homeless problem has gotten to the extent that it has. Um, in any event, um, you know, I, I don't know if they care. I don't know if they think about it. I don't know if they're concerned about the optic that they create, to be very candid with you. You know, they just seem to operate with reckless abandon, throwing these numbers around that assault the decency of the intellect of the American public. I myself is being one of them. Put $53 billion in the direction of my children, their education. We're forgiving hundreds of billions of dollars of loans. Why not just help children get educated, take that money and allocate it towards their education so they don't have to borrow money, give grants or scholars? I mean, there's got to be another discussion about that. But in any event, um, you know, that's a very good question. And, and, and I just think we're misguided and we're detached oftentimes. And I don't think they really care about what it sounds like when they say things that just, like I just said, offend your sense of decency. So I do want to um, just make one correction. Apparently, um, Nancy Pelosi has not requested to be the ambassador to China if the GOP wins the midterms. She wants it to be Italy. So I just want to make sure everybody got that corrected. I guess her son will handle the ambassadorship to uh, China, providing he's on the board of this telecommunication company. She'll have the base covered one one way or the other for you. I give you I give you a promise. So, in any case, I just think, guys, listen. I'm not here to spoon feed you. I tell you, don't take what I say as dogma. Don't take what anyone says as dogma. I think the expression was, none of what you hear and half of what you see. You know. And above all things, stop letting the 24-hour news cycle spoon-feed you because they're at the root of this problem today. The manner in which they disseminate information without being the slightest bit concerned as to its accuracy or truth. We've sucked the integrity and the truth out of this society today. We can get it back. I tell you right now, this is the most resilient country in the history of civilization. We all know that. We can get it back. It's, it's a doable thing. And to be honest with you, part of the purpose of doing this show is to plant those seeds. We can correct these problems. I can fix the border for you. I can fix your major cities. Economy is not in my wheelhouse, but many of these things are. So please stay with us, guys, and uh, I want to thank you all for joining me today. And I would encourage you that on Saturday at 11 o'clock, if you'll plug into betweenthelines.tv, you'll be able to hear this podcast. And then I then again encourage you to comment, critique, call in, Send emails, send a dub with a message if it so suits you, but please get get involved in this and become part of this conversation. Again, it's betweenthelines.tv and it's Saturday at 11. My name's Lou Palumbo. This has been Between the Lines.